Perfect. All right, and welcome back to the Event Hubs podcast. I am John Catalyst Gray, and with me, as always, is John Velociraptor Guerrero. Hello, Internet. All right, and we, of course, have brought back Stephen Dream King Chavez, and we have explicitly told him that he needs to sing Metallica or something like that to warm up his voice, and he ended up going with Alice in Chains instead, and we were kind of upset about that to get us going. So, yeah, Stephen, how do you sound here? Uh, yeah, I think I sound okay, and those recordings of my singing, uh, they don't exist, so don't look for them. You sound like a flat snare drum right now, man. You really should have warmed <laughs> up with some sane anger. That's all I'm saying. Next time, next time. Uh, speaking of flat snare drums... Yeah, uh, Mika and Nikali. Just a quick reminder here about those two characters. Uh, they basically got Jack and Squat, and we could you know, talk about them, but my goodness, there's really nothing to talk about. Uh you know, sorry, internet, but yeah. But we do actually have a brand new character and kind of as a little bonus to throw in here, um, we have two people who've been playing him and that's Kagi, our eviler, Ryu. Uh, and I'm wondering what you guys are thinking so far about him. Yeah, I think the character is pretty fun. He's got some interesting tools, um, but I think a lot of people feel that he kind of suffers in neutral. His, his normals are a little bit stubby and stuff like that. I think we've covered that before. Um, but he does have some pretty dirty tricks, and um, one of the things I actually have been using a lot, or when I do play him, I use it, is I like to use his V-Trigger too because um, he can combo into his Raging Demon uh, critical art. And if you basically hit a Crouching Medium Kick into Light Kick Stomp, you can convert it and get like 424 damage. Uh, it's a quick con- confirmation. You could do it from max range. Um, it just kind of puts the fear into people of like, hey, I need to block low and be cognizant of him hitting a low normal there um and of course if it gets blocked you can cancel into his stomp which is minus two and it's safe and you get one stomp before um or you get two stomps per v trigger uh and so you get a free one there and you could still raging demon afterward if you want to so you get another attempt at it um it's just kind of a quick dirty thing that i like to use with uh, v trigger two um and i think it's a it's nice to kind of change the flow of the match there because if you're stocked up on critical art people know like okay i gotta kind of watch my toes now and especially if they're trying to walk back and create space you can tag them there um and i think the light kick stomp is actually minus four but it'll um it'll counter hit any like three frame normal if you try to interrupt it um they can like exdp or critical art out of it it's not a true block string but it's still it's still pretty darn good to use uh, and people still aren't really punishing the um, light kick stomp as much because again, if you kind of do it from further out, it's a little bit safer. But Yo, Nikali's uh, light kick stomp is minus four, and uh, mm. people still aren't punishing that either. So yeah. I think you're okay most of the time. Uh, but the time. I, I will say that people do punish between um, heavy kicks. Like, like if you do a move into heavy kick stomp, that's not a true block string, um, mm-hmm. and people will interrupt that a lot. It's something that people can really see. But you were talking about the dirty, the business uh, with mm-hmm. with a V trigger two and demon. Uh, I have a similar kind of thing that involves the same kinds of moves, but if you do medium kick stomp and they block it, that puts you at minus two. He has, and, and so if you have Raging Demon stocked and you do, a, it has to be close enough. You can't be like super far and just hit with the tip of medium kick, um, de- axe kick, I should say. But if you if you get in there good and you do it, you're minus two. If you rip a Raging Demon there, you're going to punish any attempt to, to to hit you or to take a turn with a three-frame normal. And uh, if they just sit and block, you're going to get them with a Demon with that's like 350 damage. And here's the other thing. So the answer to that is, uh, you know, do like an Invincible Reversal or Jump. Probably Jump is your answer. 
But technically, if 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 Nikali, if Kage is in a situation where he can do Raging Demon, that means he can also do his other regular super, regular critical art, and that will catch any jumps from that from that range. So technically speaking, if Kage has demon stocked and he and he and you block a medium kick axe kick you're in a 50 50 of supers where you either jump or don't and if he does <laughs> if he does demon and you do anything besides jump or like I guess critical art you're gonna get demoned and if and he has the threat of uh, the other super which will hit you if you try to do whatever escapes from demon so I have been using that for comebacks like like crazy online because or against people in general because I mean, it's it's just it's such a scary situation. So uh, that's a little bit of a gimmick for him. But as far as a character, I think that he has the tools to be viable. Absolutely, he's fun to play. He's fun to do combos with. He's got flash, and I think I've said that before. Uh, but he's in that category where you really have to work for your wins. You can get them. It's very clear to see in the frame data and and on paper how Kage is good, where he's got good frame traps and such. Um, he's very much a, a buffer and whiff slash wish punish character, but once you score that, it's fairly rewarding. He just doesn't have stuff that gets him immediately into advantageous positions. He has to earn it, and in a game where there are plenty of characters that don't have to earn it as much, you're going to be working harder with him. That said, I'm having fun playing him as a character, and I do think that he has his place in this roster. I think that Capcom did a pretty good job with him, and I think that there's more that like top players are going to uncover that may shift what we think about the character at this point but right now i'd say probably middle of the pack maybe a little above middle of the pack because of his damage output uh but probably not the best yeah i i personally feel like kage really lacks in the neutral uh as you guys have alluded to as well uh i just feel like i can with Minot especially kind of make him work very very hard uh to do much of anything um and uh, lack of just do it moves other things so um i i do think he does very well once he gets in but that's a typical evil ryu style of play um, once he's in on you he can do those big flashy combos and uh, yeah but just a little outside perspective since i don't play the character but play against him a decent amount yeah yeah there's a, there's a lot of style to that character he's got some really great um swaggy type combos with v trigger one and stuff like that with the teleports and all of that um so he, he's fun he's just uh like raptor said take some work all right, so moving right along, we have Karen. Steven, what are you seeing with the characters so far? Yeah, so for Karen, I actually reached out to the always awesome Justin Wong to get his, uh, uh, basically what he's thinking about Karen right now. Oh, you right mean now. Echo Fox do... Justin Wong? <laughs> no longer Echo Fox Justin Wong if you read Event Hub's front page. But um, yeah, he basically told me that her standing heavy punch no longer has a crush counter property to it, which might sound like a nerf, but it's actually a pretty great buff for her. Um, in season three, I believe it was, they actually added that property. And what it does is, um, using that move in neutral or standing heavy punch, which is a great button to whiff punish stuff and just kind of pressure the opponent. Um, normally in season three with the crush counter, it would send the opponent flying, like spiraling, uh, out into a juggle state, which isn't really great for Karen. She can do most damage when she can do her combos that are grounded, uh, to create her own juggles, things like that. Um, and so as Justin explained it to me, it's basically... A situation where before it was if you're trying to use that button in neutral you kind of have to plan around a random crush counter happening uh, and you have to change your confirm and react to it on the fly uh, now if you get a counter hit uh, the opponent just stays grounded 
uh, you get more damage because it's a counter hit. Uh, and she can do a few other little tricks there as well um, to follow up because you get more frame advantage from the counter hit and stuff like that. But it's just a more consistent way to get damage and corner carry. And now that idea of, hey, this button might just randomly crush counter and send them flying away and I have to adjust my, my punish. Now that's pretty much gone for her. So now she has essentially more control of the neutral, which she's already the footsie queen. Uh, and that's just, a, it, it adds more consistency to her, to the way that she punishes uh, her damage and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, and this is uh, exactly what Justin said to me. He said, uh, the corner carry and damage uh, of standing heavy punch confirm is back and you're able to use it more willingly, not having to think about what if the crush counter happens. Um, and yeah, and she can also do stuff like if she gets a counter hit standing heavy punch, she can do a, an empty light kick dash in uh, and then convert into like jabs and stuff like that and, and kind of continue the combo there. So a little bit more, probably a little bit more damage there, a little bit more swag if you want to kind of do it that way. Um, but overall, it's just kind of more consistent and more um, more damage, more corner carry or better, I should say. Uh, and yeah. You know, I think that Karen players are are probably pretty happy right now from my point of view and this is in more general and broad terms the game switched or shifted a little bit toward her wheelhouse more in that there are you know again reduction of input lag but then also a lot of moves hang out longer or hurt boxes hang out longer or are extended out and so you can play a little bit more neutral um, and that's, like you said, she's the footsie queen. She's mm-hmm. really into that. At the same time, a lot of the characters that were above her and that gave her a really hard time, like Monat, saw some significant nerfs. So those are two really important things going for Karen. I think this uh, it might be the year of, of the punk again, or, or Karen players in general. I think that she's uh, she got some pretty significant stuff, but she's also not a character that... I have much uh, um, like frustration about when I lose to. It feels like she usually earns her wins, and you can be kind of crazy with her in YOLO, but she doesn't have a ton of moves that like all of a sudden I'm in uh, I'm in a really good position without having earned it. She has to earn a lot of what she does, and and so I when, think when that, you see Karen confirm some wicked stuff like from mid range and all that, you your appreciation for the player on the other end like grows exponentially. Like we're all pretty established Street Fighter players and you know that when someone converts something like that, you're like, okay, this guy is good or this girl is good. You know, they they know what they're doing and there's an instant appreciation for someone who's a high level Karen player. Absolutely. And then I have an appreciation for her design because she shows that a lot from players. Again, you're not as frustrated losing to Karen most of the time because she's doing something that she earned. And so I think that she's a well-designed character in this game. Um, Again, I don't think that she's the best. um, And that's because she's a little more honest than those that are going to be higher up than she is on the tier list, in my opinion. But I do think that um, she is a good example of a, like I said, a well-designed character. Stephen, yeah, where do you? Oh, oh good. You no, know, I was going to just mention her, um, her combos, her confirmed combos. Uh, a lot of them are built on the just frame tenko, like the the launcher that she does, uh, which is a pretty tight input to do it consistently, uh, and, and that just kind of adds another layer to the the level of skill that Karen players really have. When you see that happen, when they're doing these big juggle combos, it's a lot of that just frame quick input uh, tenko, and it's it's really impressive to see um, because you can easily mess that up and get a longer dash and then you don't get as much damage or you completely drop the combo. Uh, so it, it's pretty cool to see that. Hmm. Where, where do you have her right now in the tier rankings with this change? Do you, where do you see her kind of going to? 
I like her with this change. Um, I see her climbing up a bit. Uh, it's like Raptor was saying, you know, the game is kind of shifting more towards a neutral style of play, or it's, it's, it's kind of encouraging it a bit more now with just the changes that we've seen. Uh, she got an increase in vitality, I believe, as well, about 25 health, and mm -hmm. she's 925 now. Uh, it seemed like she pretty much got buffs in Season 4, uh, just kind of across the board. Uh, so I probably put her in the top 10 somewhere, I think. Um, that would be my best guess. Again, it's she's always been a strong character, but I think now this just kind of bumps her up a little bit more, and maybe we're going to see a little bit more of the Karen of the past now, but but now. Yeah, I, I don't think we're going to see a return to Season 1 Karen. I do think Season 1 Karen was way too good. Um, just you have way, some horror stories about that, right, Oh, John? my goodness. Uh, <laughs> well, Laura Player, but we'll get into that here in a little bit. Uh, uh, but I do see her climbing up the ranks a good bit. Um, I think that she was generally considered around the top 15 range. Uh, previously, she might, as Steven said, just you know climb into the top 10. Um, I don't see her as a, a threat for the overall best character in the game. I just don't see that. But I do no. think that she's... She's one of those, like, she's a character the pros really like to play. Um, again, you know, as we were talking about showing off your, your footsie ability and all that kind of stuff, she's a character who really lets you showcase your talents, uh, your traditional fighting game skills. And I think a lot of players will play her, and so she'll probably be more popular than her tier ranking actually shows, if that makes any sense at all. All right, moving right along, uh, we have Ken. John, what are you thinking about him so far? Well, okay, so Ken has always been always been interesting he's never really been the worst character in the game although social media might tell you otherwise but he's never really been that great either and um there he was one of the characters that it was clear capcom wanted to make sure to make his v trigger that was not being used in this case v trigger 2 more viable and i think they did a pretty significant job of buffing it up um i don't know that that's the most significant change about him um it, it's kind of hard to say but I, I think that that's something really worth noting because it seems like that's where they were going with this. So he plays, he's a Shoto character, he plays neutral, um, and he can get the job done. But he is kind of a pain in the ass, like for the Ken player. It requires that you really are on, that you really have your whiff punishes and your confirms, and it's usually one hit confirms down to a science. Um, and the game has shifted to where it's it's more of an atmosphere where that style of play is rewarded i guess more than it ever has been before but it's still also very difficult to translate that into consistent wins just because you have the human error factor and then you have other characters that don't have to play with that much precision and get as much if not more reward so tying this together with everything that i've brought up thus far if you look at like v trigger 2 he can uh, confirm a hit into V Trigger Two now, which is the uh, the Shinryuken where it takes him up, you know, in the air. People uh, were not happy about this move when when it first came out last year. There, it's not even a good anti air, and that it doesn't have much invincibility. And you go, well, it's an uppercut; it should be an anti air. It's not an anti air, man. It just it just isn't. But what it is is a is a another confirm tool that Ken has for his neutral game that I just talked about. Where if you confirm something like a you know standing medium punch, I think crouching medium kick into V Trigger Two, you're going to get decent damage, and it vacuums in so that now so that those moves can cancel into it, and then he also gets to follow up with another DP afterwards with a little more damage. But the significance there is that he gets a follow up with Oki afterwards, and that's where Ken is at his scariest is when he's up in your face and you're sitting there facing either 
you know, a throw or, or, you know, a shimmy or an attack, like that's Ken, Ken can rush you down, I guess mm-hmm. is what that is what that's called. Um, I talked specifically to Mocha Latte of, uh, of internet fame in recent weeks. And, um, and he said that, uh, and by the way, I should preface this Mocha is one of the most thoughtful and robotic and patient, uh, in the neutral players. He's the, He's the most patient player I've ever faced off against or ever watched play. And I don't say that lightly because there's a lot of patient players out there. But that's just to kind of give you an idea of how methodical this guy is. So I really trust what he has to say about this character. And he says, um, Ken's mid-tier. He's solid. He's viable. But he requires so much work. And then from there, he says, you know, you can go and you can play a character like Cody or Rashid or Akuma. And, and I mean, you really you should. Um, outside of just some loyalty to Ken, it's like those guys get the job done a lot better. So if you're playing to win, go to that. If you're playing because you love the game or you love the character and, and this is how you want to do it, then you can play Ken. But um, Also, says, if you have a really leggy connection, go right to Ken. Oh, sure. sure, sure. <laughs> uh, but he, he still has some problems. Like his back medium punch is inconsistent. His fireball is pretty bad for a fireball. His normals are just so-so. And... Um, you know, he Ken as a character really worked a lot better when the game had, like what you were just alluding to, if you have a laggy connection or if there were eight frames of input lag and you couldn't really react to if he's going to run or, or jump forward or, um, uh, you know, do things. But in a, in a reaction-based game, Ken relied on a lot of gimmicks in neutral that he doesn't get as much out of now. Uh, so... So he's part of that that viable tier, which I think is very big in this game now. There are a lot of characters that you can see can get the job done. It's just how much work are you willing to put in? And you have to acknowledge that, again, with human error and such, you're just not going to be all that consistent compared to another character that can just, you know, get you in there and, and get the job done with less risk and perhaps even more reward. So, yeah... I think he's uh, he's fine. He he could be better, and I don't think that would make anybody really upset. But um, but yeah, he's he's basically a footsie character that you really have to want to grind to play. And they buffed up his footsies and his ability is a little bit um, his honest footsies, I should say. But uh, but it's still going to be a hard road if you're going to play this character. Yeah, I, I think that while you play Ken is you really love this moveset and you want a more offensive and kind of wild character. Uh, and the developers even call him that. They say Ken is an aggressive character. And I mean, they want you up in someone's face going wild, kind of, kind of you know, just going crazy. And you think, oh, well, Akuma, well, Akuma plays a lot more controlled of a game. He's usually tossing out, you know, the double air fireballs and just kind of using his general OP nature to blow you up. And uh, that's really kind of what I see with Ken. And it's hard to... It's really hard to balance that when the game is generally trying to get away from YOLO nature stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you make that really powerful, a lot of people are going to be playing Kin and just kind of you know throwing caution to the wind. Uh, you kind of want to keep this character around mid tier. That's where his history is more at, um, and let him be what he is. You know, I mean, it, it's not really fun to lose to someone who's just freaking going ballistic and you know has every advantage out there, and and that's not good. And and that's why I kind of am. am really okay with Ken not being a high tier character you know and and so i would say that karen is almost certainly a better character this time around than ken Mm -hmm. but i think that they're in that same like i said viable tier where you're gonna the, the players that do well with these kinds of characters are the ones that 
very clearly put in the work and 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 know things down to no ranges no blocks done and hits done know what they can do from sweep from up close from far away and how to manipulate you but they really have to like i said put in the work and i think that's a really good thing for a game it's like if you didn't have all of the insane stuff then characters like ken karen nikali would be um well one they would they would be more viable than they are um and and i think that they're they're honest and i think that's the issue is like if you're too honest then that's not that's not how you win in this game but i really do think that he's probably closer to the middle or bottom of that viable tier where karen's probably closer to the top of it if not like leading it but um but yeah i do like his design i do like his kind of where he's at with risk reward it just doesn't necessarily fit all that well within the atmosphere of Street Fighter Five. Yeah, you, you you really have to be a streaky type of player and very hard headed and kind of just very fundamentally okay with what Ken is to play him at a high level at least. Um, and and there are plenty of players like that that can do very well with him. Uh, Chris Terrian again comes to mind where he's a very streaky type of player where some days he looks like okay how is this guy like in Capcom Cup and other days it's like wow how is this guy not winning Capcom Cup um, he can look amazing at some points in time so it just it, it's and that's kind of Ken in, in a nutshell uh, very streaky character uh, can win big and lose big all kind of at the drop of a hat and and it makes sense I'll, I'll keep this short because i know we got a lot of characters to get through but it makes sense that um uh, we've talked <laughs> on event hubs and and other avenues recently about how players like chris t ken players can come across as whiny on social media and i do think so but it makes sense like when you're when you're grinding in this atmosphere i feel like i'm in the same boat playing nikali when you're grinding and you have to play with this uh with these good but not but not silly tools and you got to play with other kids that have silly tools that's very very frustrating mm-hmm. and you see other people getting rewarded for for doing not as much and that's frustrating and I, I still don't agree that you know you would go and, and just conduct yourself in a whiny manner but i get it i 100 percent get it um and I, and and more so than i think i ever have before so yeah it makes sense yeah if you if you want to work hard this is a good character for you John, you mean other uh, other uh, car- or other players with silly tools? You mean like G players, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> we already talked about that piece of. <sighs> I, I will just throw out there that uh, it's not good to whine for like stuff that's not good for the health of the game overall. You know, it's better if I and I get why Kim players would be upset about you know what's happened with them. It's like okay, well here's Cody and he's just going to zonk me to death all day, and it's like yeah, we get that. Um, and it's better to fix that stuff than it is to, to ask for tools that are kind of broken in nature, basically. Exactly. Like imagine Ken and Karen in a, in a game where we didn't have, you know, the silly plus on block for free kind of stuff, you know, like then you're like, wow, okay, that's a really good balance of risk reward. He's got clear issues or not issues, but clear weaknesses and clear strengths. And, and you get to play this back and forth and, and it's, it's just really good on the balance scale or the balance beam. Yeah, so if your main complaint is I, I'm not OP enough, like please go back to the drawing board on that one. Uh, revise your, your argument a little bit more and, and think about that because uh, you don't want to be comparing yourself to the top tiers and saying, why don't I have that? Um, it's it's not good. And again, you know, it's most of the top tiers in fighting games usually get nerfed down. Uh, I'll just say, especially in Capcom games, 
not always, but usually they get knocked down a bit. Um, Cammy just totally is jumping out at me right now on the character select screen. (laughs) But they finally did nerf her, you know. And, I mean, that's – we want a a better balance there. You know, uh, nothing's going to be perfect, but, but yeah. All right, so moving along, we have Colleen. John, what are you what are you thinking of her so far in season four? So Colleen, I think I think the reason why we haven't seen this huge surge of Colleen players doing really well is because she's kind of intimidating, appears technical with all of her weird movements and cancels and such. Um, she doesn't seem straightforward, so I don't think she's all that inviting. Visually, she's a great character, by the way. I think their design and a lot of her costumes are very good. Um and, and we've seen a lot of potential with her with players like Momochi and Nephew. And, and there's a good amount of them online, but we're not seeing as many Colleen's as I think we should be considering how strong she is. Hmm. And I think she only got better uh, in this season here. Uh, let's see. Her, her crouching medium kick, it goes really far. And it's already really good. And they, they I think, what do they do here? They, they made it faster and, and with less recovery. Or no, they made it, they gave it an extra frame of activity. So it's active mm-hmm. for an extra frame and it's one frame faster recovery. Um, and it she can, can be confirm that. now into she can her critical art. it into critical yeah. art. Yeah, oh my goodness. Oh my yeah. Isn't that good. normal plus on block too? Isn't crouching medium kick plus? Or it's like really good frame uh, advantages. Isn't there I'd good have frame? to look it up. Yeah, but, I remember but it's that already, being good. My note here is... Already hella good poke got better. <laughs> um, and and so we were seeing her control the neutral a little bit better too. Her her standing light kick is um, it also reaches pretty damn far. And it now is um, plus enough so that I think it's plus one. But if you cancel it, you can cancel on hit into her light hail, which combos and knocks down leading into Oki. Now, why is that significant? Because if you have someone, well, first of all, it's a great, you know, buffer tool, right? You can just walk around and if you're messing with people with crouching medium kick and then turning it into a standing light kick, they have to worry about those things. And if you hit them, you can get the knockdown and go into the business, get, get some pressure on wake up. But it also is like when Birdie does his really far spaced, you know, but negative um, EX bull rush head horn thing. You know what I'm talking about? The mm-hmm. horizontal moving charge. Um, she can reach far enough to like hit him and combo into her into her hail and then get like a legitimate punish off of that. So mm-hmm. so that's already pretty good. Um, she then got some I think she got some changes to her V trigger one, but it's still not going to be good enough to make her uh, to make you not want to pick her V trigger two, in my opinion. Um, but one thing I will say is that they made her EX daggers move, um, which used to be safe. I think it was minus three on, well, so not safe, but minus three and very rarely punished with a much more than like a jab, unless you could, you know, jab into critical art or something like that. But they made it, I think minus seven now. So you're going to get a legitimate punish, which makes sense. Um, she gets a lot of utility out of that. And Karen players are just using it because for the most part, it's like, I don't care if you jab me. I'm taking the same amount of damage off of you and chip right now. And and maybe I hit you. And so they could just kind of toss it out there. So I like to see that that was regulated down a little bit. Um, but yeah, overall, she's uh, she's just... Oh, and what was the one other change? She's able to... Uh, she's got a target combo midair that no one's ever used in their life. But <laughs> uh, uh, she, can, she can do her... Um, it, it comes off of... Uh, where she she rushes back and then leaps forward, so it's like a slide back and leaps forward, and um, it can cross up pretty accurately now, and uh, and so that's going to be good too. So she's always been kind of a space control character, and she got a bunch of little things that makes it even better for her. 
And, uh, and like I said, I already think that this character was really good. I think she's even better now. Um, if people can get over the intimidation factor of seeing how she plays and going, that seems intricate, that seems weird. I don't want to have to learn how to, how to you know, do a rush and then cancel last second into, into a movement and then confirm and such. It's like, um, she's probably a little easier than she looks and she's got a lot of reward for her stuff now. So, um, I, again, a character, I like how she's designed right now. I think that she has good stuff. Uh, and she might be a little bit of a problem, but not in a way that's just silly and broken, especially with Capcom's attention to making her EX daggers um, fully, fully punishable, like in a, in a legitimate way. So um, again, another character that I'm happy with and I think that is decently well-balanced and will be quite strong. Yeah, I, I think Colleen's definitely a sleeper character. Uh, she's one of those characters that's just... She de definitely seems more technical, but I think if you have one of those players who really dives in and learns all of the different intricacies that she has, it's she's damn scary, man. She has a lot of great stuff. She has great normals. She has great combo potentials, like crazy, scary setups. You know, she's got the hail pressure, and it hits at, you know, at different areas on the screen. It can just kind of lock you down certain ways. Um, she has a double jump. Yeah, she can, counters. Yeah. yeah, she has counters as well. That And even her Visco counter works really well. And I think it's like you can combo after on a counter hit or something like that. Or it's it's like uh, it's safe on block. Or it, it's got something. I'd have to check that. Don't quote me. But it's it's a good move I've always seen. Um and I think that that character it's, it's, is just it can be spaced to a pretty safe right. way, but in, like mm -hmm. flat out on block, it's not it's not safe. right, right. Um, but she just has a ton of tools. She has a ton of great tools, and I think if we see some more people um, really dive in deep and and kind of learn her, um, she can be a real problem. Oh, and the V trigger too, really quick. The V trigger too, um, like like dash move where she dashes through, hits you, and then dashes back and hits you again. She can now critical art after that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And and that's yeah. and that's that also means because when she does that, she freezes you, aka freezes your stun bar. So she's doing whatever damage and stun there into critical art, and then you still have your stun frozen. So look out <laughs> yeah i this character uh i whenever i run across a colleen player um i'm always afraid of them uh i don't think it's a good matchup for monot um i think she beats her pretty consistently probably even more so now uh and usually whenever i run across a colleen player it's rare they don't know what they're doing and just really know how to use her tools in a way that's scary and uh, i um i think it's a bit of a personal bias against this character uh, in terms of like how good she is i think she's she's underrated uh, again as john said flies below the radar a lot um i think this might be the season where she stops doing that because there's a reason not to play her now she's very very good um i think she's a candidate for a top 10 character in this game uh and i think there's about 20 characters in the top 10 i don't know how that works but that's looking like <laughs> that way right I now i think she already yeah. was a top 10 character Ooh, and so. and is only getting better and some of the other top 10 characters got worse i think yeah. she's really up there maybe top five although that's kind Ooh, of i'm, I'm yeah. not certain yet yeah yeah, we, we got plenty of Rashids and Bisons up there in that top five, so I don't know about that <laughs> one, but yeah. Um, all right, so speaking of characters, uh, moving on, I should say we have Laura. Um, I look at this character, this is someone I played in season one, and with all of her changes, I look at her as more well-rounded overall, but not really any better in a vacuum. Um, she's basically, her main buff that she got is increased command grab damage, uh, and that's with her medium and heavy versions, and that's NV trigger are outside of it. They all do 10 damage more. And it's something where I was watching uh, uh, a few other um, Allure players online uh, use uh, some of the top end ones. And I'm like, okay, how are you applying this? Like, what is, what's going on? And what I really saw was instead of Laura trying to stun you and kill you and basically 
get on one run with V-Trigger and just piece you out, she she does that damage more distributed throughout the match. And what that enables her to do also is her V-Reversal, since she's not so dependent on V-Trigger 1 for pretty much everything, uh, the match like oftentimes was not entirely starting there, but that's really where she did her damage. Um, you're seeing Laura players use V-Reversal a lot more because her defense is really terrible. And uh, one V-Reversal can change the whole momentum of a match and let her get in. Uh, so you're seeing... I think very close to a similar character that you saw before in season three, but she's just more well-rounded now. And, and I'm very happy about that. It's, it's the polarizing characters in this game where you feel robbed once they beat you it, it are terrible to play against. I, I just really hate that. Uh, and, and now it seems more like, Hey, you're, there's more opportunities to make, you know, correct reads against her blow her up and whatnot. Uh, just to give an example of, of how her, um, you know, just insane, like you're dead type stuff was, was, toned down was she had nine instances of stun being reduced in the patch notes nine times they said stun decreased for laura and it's like all right and uh again it's just so often where she would do that stuff and blow you up for it and and, and she get one or two big reads and then you're stunned and then you're in another bad situation and just pretty much feeling helpless you know um and she still does that to some extent she's still laura but it's just it very much toned down now um so, uh, I I would say that uh, another big change for her is her V trigger one uh, that actually went from a two thousand uh, frame timer to three thousand frames. So now V trigger one lasts close to fifty two seconds. Uh, it used to last close to about thirty four seconds. So a pretty damn big increase there, about eighteen seconds longer. Pretty much when she pops that, she's not losing it throughout the entire round unless she decides to spend it on her thunderclap v trigger councils which are very good you know that's where she um she winds up with her uh thunderclap you know the fireball uh and then she dashes out of it for a pretty nice setup and you could do that twice still and you could do it twice before uh the v trigger timer has not changed that and then like her v trigger basically doesn't get depleted under any other circumstances like uh, um so Essentially, again, what they've done here is kind of abigailed her where if she pops V-Trigger, she's probably not coming out of it for the entire round. So that's kind of the trade-off there. But, you know, it's uh, it was those V-Trigger councils that, that really give her a heavy, heavy, heavy mix-up. So my, my feelings towards Laura and more so just my observations of what the community would say about Laura um, before this season was that she was... Sure, she could rob you in certain instances, but it wasn't enough to make her a good character by any means, and you didn't see her a whole lot. Um, when you did, and someone was really skilled with her, it was kind of cool, but, I mean, she did, she was like a lower-tier character, and I feel like she got, like, uh, I don't know, nerfed in a lot of ways, and then and then some buff to her, to her V-Tree. I don't know, it seems like, I'm not sure where she, if she went up or where she went down, or if she went sideways... And, and I'm starting to feel like the character might not be designed in a, in a very good way simply because it doesn't seem like you can make her good without making her silly. Yeah, I, I personally feel like she's a little bit better overall tiers wise, but that's because of other characters getting nerfed pretty much. Um, she's probably moving up like a, a couple spots at, as a best case scenario. I don't really see her moving down because I see a lot of the same things that were, were going on before. It's just less robbery. I mean, I really want to state that that 
doing more damage on a command throw, you think, ah, you know, it's just 10 more damage. It adds up very quickly. Um, and, and especially, again, with with her having a little bit more freedom to to get damage off those scenarios and not have to save it up for V-Trigger, it just makes her more well-rounded. Uh, and then she builds more V-Gauge, of course, with, you know, her V-Skill and things of that nature. Um, I, I think that, I, I basically think that from having so many jagged edges kind of in her overall game plan, they smoothed a lot of those over. Um, and, and she is, again... Uh, She's just a little smoother overall, yeah. Yeah, it seems like she's not going to jump really high on the tier list or anything. Like, the changes that they gave her don't seem like they were these giant, significant changes that are going to be like, oh, she's going to jump five spots on the tier list now. She's a a huge problem. It seems like she's kind of just becoming more, like you said, well-rounded and just more... Just more consistent and stuff like that, and and that's good. That's a good thing uh, for me. Laura is just kind of she's after she fell from prominence, you know, after season two and all of that. It just kind of seems like she's there. Uh, you fight her, you you get robbed, and you kind of just accept it. Like yeah, that that's kind of it. And you know, that's not the greatest feeling. But if you know, with Capcom making more of an effort to just kind of make her more, you know, stretch out the the um, the opportunities for her to get damage and all of that. that that's def- definitely the right direction. Uh, and I think they did that with a lot of other characters that are, you know, big on robbery and, or who were big on robbery in season three. Um, that's a good, that's a good look. That's a good thing for the future of the, of the game, just to kind of spread this stuff out a little bit more. So you're not, you know, so much in the vacuum of losing after, you know, two setups and it's over kind of thing. You don't, you don't want to lose in the blink of an eye because you took one missed up and it's all over, or you, you know, threw a fireball at the wrong time and then you got monotted. So it's it's good to see that for sure. Yeah, but is there any reason to play Laura now if if you don't even have that as much as you used to? Because I, I felt big... like that was the crutch she was standing on. Yeah, the biggest reason is boobs. That yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. But um, anyway, mm-hmm. um, I think that if you want a more mobile grappler who has a fireball and can do some really nice setups, I mean, it's. Um, I enjoyed playing the character in season one. She just was terrible. Um, she has enough mobility, and I mean, she has a full on dash that leads into mix ups and leads into traps for a grappler. That's big. And then they improved her command grab damage, and then they improved her her V gauge, you know, building and all that. Um, I think there's plenty of good reasons to play her. Uh, she, her normals are way better than a typical uh, typical grappler character has. Um, I think there's a, enough going for her that I think you're still going to see her a decent amount, probably about as much as you did in season three. All right, so moving on, we have Bison. And for me, uh, this is another character I played here in Season 2. I think there's a good case to be made that Bison could be the number one character in this version of Street Fighter V. They took a character who was already strong, uh, previously top 10 in my opinion, and gave him several nice quality of life buffs while nerfing the other top tiers around him. He might not be the number one character, but damn, I I think there's a decent case for him. Uh, And this mainly starts with his V-Skill parry attack doing a counter move now. Uh, You could parry attacks previously... Uh, and they would cause Bison to gain a fireball, which, hey, that's good. You know, um, it was really easy to combo into it and juggle afterwards. Um, but he didn't get a follow-up attack that lets him do dash-up Oki pressure that, that will frame <laughs> trap a three-frame move. And it's like, if there's a place that you do not want Bison at on screen, it is right in your face hitting buttons. And, and now he builds V-Gage on top of it. He knocks you down. And it's just like, oh my gosh. Now, I want to be careful here and say that the V-Skill Parry is not like this amazing and just like, you know, terrific move in a vacuum, but he did not need this. Like it's, I would be glad to see it if they, you know, did other stuff like tone down his EX Devil's Reverse and his Head Stomp, like make those do less damage and less plus on block because they're pretty much just do it moves without 
enough drawback to just kind of randomly throw them out there and see how they work, right? If they give, if they did that, adjusted those moves and give them this counter move, I'd be like, all right, cool. You know, that's fine. But my goodness, this stupid move is very, very, very good. I uh, watch numerous Bison players just kind of use it now and incorporate it into their overall strategy because Bison's V-Triggers are two of the better ones in the game. Uh, his V-Trigger 1, we've talked about it a lot here on the pod. Uh, most people feel it's one of the better ones. Uh, V-Trigger 2, it's Cycle Crusher. Uh, that's also very good. Now you're making it even easier for him to get into those things and do Bison stuff. Like, you made what he's already very proficient in good at even better and it's like why why did you do that why did you give him stuff he did not need and then you nerfed all the people around him uh a couple other things that he got that are very notable um ex scissors they um are easier to juggle with now and they consistently combo even more often so those big damaging v trigger one combos that you saw with bison uh and some instances of not even being in v trigger one are now easier to get more damage off of because that's what bison needed. Yeah, more damage for him. And also his EX Fireball is more plus on block, which that's a, it's there. You didn't see EX Fireball a lot. He usually saved it for his other attacks, but it's yet another tool for him. It's like, okay. Um, Well, it's a move he can drop out there and then follow in to get in. Yeah. Uh, So it's not like Bison is light years ahead of where he was in season 3.5. But again, just why did he do this? I, I, I don't understand. Yeah, and this this just in Catalyst is a is a Bison main now. He just switched over <laughs> at, by the end of his, his spiel. Yeah, I feel like when he pops V Trigger One, it's like someone's. It's like he's at the light switch and he just gets to flick the lights on and off while you're in the middle of a fight and see what happens. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's pretty much how it feels fighting him too. Yeah, uh, he's he's a he's a just do it character. And, and they they kept those aspects intact with them. And that's one of the things that we've harped on up and down. Don't let characters just have free just do it moves that have heavy rewards with them. And he's got all that. And uh, um, I do want to clarify here that that the counter parries are very much something that you do have to read your opponent with. Um, if you do them wrong, you can get crush countered, you'll get counter hit. It's not something that he can just spam out there and do over and over and over again. Um, again, it's if a it was, cherry on top. Yeah, if it, it, it's it's more than a cherry. It's 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 a pretty like it's an extra it's scoop of ice cream and sprinkles. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Which um, sprinkles are worthless? Never mind. Cherry and, and nuts. There you go. <laughs> um, it's. I would be really happy with them adding that in there as long as they just adjusted other stuff. Um, uh, you're just your your drawbacks of just throwing this out in neutral um, somewhat are just it's there's just not enough to to discourage it and and just racing towards V trigger. Oh my goodness! So um, anyway, get used to seeing a lot of Bison in season four. There are very few reasons not to play this character. Uh, why would you not play him? Uh, uh, like you he, have dignity. Yeah. Well, <laughs> hey, he's bison, so you know, crime lord, drug lord, all that. So no <laughs> dignity there. But uh, but yeah, uh, you're gonna be seeing him a lot. So, all right. Next up, we have uh, Manat, who is uh, still my main character. And uh, just right off the bat, I will say that she has been nerfed down a decent bit. Um, I am seeing numerous Manat players. This would be Sako, Justin Wong, uh, ZJZ. Um, they're all either uh, dabbling with other characters uh, or have looked to drop her to like a second or third string character. Um, I think that she got hit pretty damn hard. 
uh, and I think deservedly so. Uh, even though she's probably the most technical character in the game, you were seeing so many people pick her up and play her in tournament uh, because she was so damn cheap. Um, she had like every kind of advantage going for her, and it was like, well, I could learn someone else, but why would I not learn Monat? And and I mean, the the character usage was showing that in Spades, the tournament when she was getting was was, was showing that. I mean, it was she something needed to be done. Um, so. The, the nerfs are pretty well documented, I think. You know, V-Trigger 1 being three bars, Stand Heavy Punch having more recovery, um, and then, like, her lights are a little bit easier to whiff punish and all that. That's fine. Um, I'm actually going to talk about one of the buffs that a lot of people didn't even recognize, and even Infiltration was on Twitter, you know, um, asking for, like, V-Trigger 2 buffs, and I don't think he realized that Stand Medium Punch actually got... Um, I know he he saw this, but the, the implications of it, it's two frames faster on hit and three fam- frames faster on block. That's Stand Medium Punch, and what that enables her to do is land combat with V-Trigger 2 from much further out than she could before. And she could do micro steps inside and, you know, get into a good range. Uh, even with V-Trigger 1, it actually makes her combos less strict, which is very nice, um, because that is a damn very technical and hard to do, uh, you know, V-Trigger combo system that they have there. And this just eases up that execution a little bit more. It's, again, you know, for max range, sometimes she would have trouble converting. Now she can take, you know, a half step forward and, you know, convert from there. Um, it's it's really nice, and it, it does go to show that sometimes when you're looking at the stuff on paper, it's not readily apparent how the stuff is actually implemented in practice. So you're seeing a lot of people move away from the character, but I still think there's reason to hold on to her. Um, she's just not a complete dirty and terrible, like, oppressive entity, you know, at this point in time. She's actually just a good overall solid character. I kind of put her smack dab like right in the middle of the tier somewhere. About 15-20. She might be a little worse than that now. Um, I think that the other two people on this call may disagree with that, but I, that's kind of where I'm putting her. But uh, but what are you guys seeing with her so far? Alright, well, I as far as Minot, she's one of those very, very different characters than most everyone else in, uh, in a Street Fighter game. Kind of a la Dalsim. And that's fine. It's it's good to have characters like that, I suppose. But at the same time, they're very often polarizing. Dalsam's usually either like amongst the best or amongst the worst. But it's 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 not often. I don't think that you're going to see Dalsam right in the middle of the tier list. I think the best way to if you're going to have characters like that, I think usually the best way to go about it is to have them be matchup characters, pocket characters, where you're going to see them, but they're going to be characters that pros will have in their back pocket for certain matchups because they they shine there. But if a character like Minot, who is so good at, or was so good at zoning and, and could do all of the things that she could do, is good against the entire cast... And, and it's kind of like she just has this one sort of game plan, then I don't think that's a very good look for things. I think that she's kind of, at that point, she's kind of existing outside of the roster in a certain respect and just better than most everyone for the most part. And so to see her nerfed to a, to a place where I think she is right now, and I'm not certain because we haven't seen her too much, but I think that she's more of, she's going to be more of a character that we're going to see for certain matchups, like I say. And I think that's good. I think that that means like there's some utility. She's obviously a very beloved character. She's got a great design. She's, well, she's 15, so I don't know if she's attractive and such. But, you know, like... <laughs> Is she 15? Uh, I think that she's 15. Really? So, uh, yeah. Huh, you have to rethink that. your life now, guys. All right, well, uh, <laughs> John's ripping but, all um, the posters off his wall right now. Off, yeah, exactly. Uh, but, uh, but so so I, I kind of like where they're going because I'd, 
I don't want to see her be the worst in the game. I don't want to see her style be useless, but I also don't want to see it dominating. I think it was a little bit too dominating, maybe a lot too dominating last season. So if she, it looks on paper like she's going to fall somewhere in the middle. And if that's the case, I think that her usage will be for specific counter matchups. And I think that's good. I think that that's a significant contribution to the roster, to the game. And so that's what I'm hoping we're going. And it, and that's, it looks to me like that's where we're going. Yeah, with Manat, I think that the initial Season 4 balance changes have given her a pretty big drop uh, initially, um, just in terms of you can't really play her as much as you did, the or the way that you did in the past because of V-Trigger 1 nerfs and all of that. I think a lot of players are feeling that right now, uh, because you know previously with V-Trigger 1, once it's in play, it's just so so oppressive and so dominant it, it changes the tide of everything you you know it, it's just something that people were using a ton um but i think she can still pretty much control the space the way that she used to uh, in a lot of ways i think that's that stuff is still there uh, but i think players are feeling the initial shock of like oh i can't be trigger one i can't confirm anymore i can't go into all this crazy mix-up stuff now i'm kind of like eh, i'm getting a little bit turned off from the character now but what I've been seeing lately is I've been seeing a lot of videos on, on Twitter and stuff of uh, people experimenting with V-Trigger 2, which is great. Uh, it's I'm seeing, you know, tons of different sequences and, and mix-ups and combos and seeing some big damage there. Uh, and people are kind of rediscovering that tool now. Uh, and, and I just love that because I've been feeling the pain of V-Trigger 2 for the last how long, John? A year or so or however long it's been since maybe the character came out. Um it's 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 a strong tool i think it's something that has a lot of uh, a lot of juice there and i don't think a lot of monot players really know that or realize that but so i think that with this character she's gonna see that big dip or she's already seeing it because v trigger one is you know it, it got nerfed so hard and all of that it's it's kind of like abigail it's it's that initial shock of like damn that that big tool that i relied on a lot and that i used a lot though so effective is now not gone but it's just it's so much worse than it was before and it, i can't use that as i used to uh but i think she's gonna start building back up and people are gonna you know the people that stick with her and experiment with more with v trigger 2 i think that's gonna start coming into play a little bit more uh i think sako has been experimenting with it so far but i think he hasn't really gotten too much yet john you, you've spoken about that before. Uh, he's he has no idea what he's doing right. watching sako not know how to land basic 101 combos is one of the most horrifying experiences of your entire life <laughs> John, keep in mind, basic 101 to other Monop players who've been using V-Trigger 1. You've been using yeah. it since the character came out. It's You're like, Sako. hey, yeah, I know, Sako. but that's, that's what I'm getting at. Once Sako gets yeah. that stuff down, I think it's going to be pretty uh, scary. I think that Sako getting that down happens to be him moving to uh, Zeku or Kage. Is that Maybe. what? Yeah. yeah, that's he's barely playing the character, mm -hmm. and he doesn't even seem to have any interest in it. And that's that's yeah. actually one of the hearts of my argument here. Uh, in looking over the latest stats, actually, you can see Monat's dropped even further down the the popularity yeah. list. Um, she's bottom two now. Um, and uh, and then her winning percentage has dropped even further. Right. Uh, I honestly think that there's there's some hardcore character loyalists to to her now. Um, I think a lot of people are very fond of her apparently 15 year old design, which just <laughs> creeps me out now. Um, mm -hmm. But um, I, I I think there's enough people that are going to stick with her because she's you know they they like who she is. Um, and, and yeah, uh, and I still again she's viable. She was fine. She's not incredibly cheap anymore. Yeah. But yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. So uh, one of the things I will just remind people of is, is again, with standing medium punch, uh, before you could basically press stand heavy punch uh, uh, way too often in neutral. It was just hammer your face on the joystick and boom, you know, you're going to get a crush counter or other things. 
Mixins and stand heavy punch now. Uh, you need to really think about your, your stuff in neutral. Um, Manat had to do a lot of thinking to begin with. This kind of ups that ante a little bit more. Um, but, you know, there's some there's some good enough trade-offs here where she shouldn't be completely obliterated. But if you were using her to be a really cheap bastard, yeah, unfortunately, she's probably gone from that regard. So... All right, moving along, we have Nash. Uh, John, what do you what do you have to say about him? That's a me, yes. Okay, so Nash, I think the direction Capcom wanted to go with Nash is another no one's using his V-Trigger 2 or hit one of his V-Triggers. Let's encourage them to use V-Trigger 2. And so the, they made some pretty significant buffs. Um, Justice Corridor, I think, is the big one, and that's where he... Uh, if you've ever seen V Trigger Two, it's not just a myth, <laughs> uh, but it he he like teleports up and then does like this um, ground pound down under the ground, uh, and they re- they changed that from get this it was negative six so fully punishable to plus two like that's Ooh. that's eight frames <laughs> of uh, of addition and so uh, and so he can use that now and not be as worried about it um, and and he'll you know be able to convert more and and use his v-trigger for for damage for mix-ups for utility in general because it just really wasn't there uh that might go too far who knows but nash has never really been well since season one and for you know input lag reasons more than anything else uh he's never really been that huge of a threat of a character so i don't think people are going to be too upset to see that um he does have a very interesting just do it move his EX, uh, what is it called? Well, Scythe. I think it's it's Moon Salt Slash. I think mm-hmm. it's now plus three on block. It already was plus two, so whatever. Uh, not the hugest thing, but uh, it's plus three now. So it's like you're if you block this move, he's in your face and he's plus three. Like that's a pretty big deal, especially for a character that doesn't walk all that well. And you know, and, and so you're you know you're worried about his dash. You're worried about. Um, sonic booms and such but then you also have to be worried about this uh, it's a move that you that, that gets him in for free basic well for a bar um, but it's fairly slow and more significantly than that it's it's a move that when you're blocking it you have about 20 minutes from when it, the first part hits to the last part hits 20 minutes to v reversal mm-hmm. and get him off of you and so i i want to I, I talk a lot of smack about just do it moves and i think this is one of them but i'm not really upset with it i think the startup in and like okay if you're gonna put a character plus three cost him a bar all right fair enough um uh, plus three on block i should say but it costs him a bar and he you can react to it and choose to v reversal out of it yeah. you can you can also react to it with the dp or you can meet him air to air yes. you know that thing is coming there are a lot of very good counters to it Exactly, and so I think that it's a it's it's definitely strong. It's definitely good, but I think that even though it moves him forward and it puts him in a great position, it doesn't. It, it's not so Im- unbalanced that it's it's a problem. And 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 so I want to highlight that where I see it. I think that that's a good move there, um, a, a good des- a well designed move by Capcom, I should say. Uh, but otherwise, he kind of controls the neutral pretty well already. I think um, what was it? His uh, standing medium kick uh, does a little more damage. And I think, I don't think that, I've been seeing it used as an anti-air more, so maybe that's a thing too. But I don't think that the patch notes said anything about that, so I was a little tripped up. But yeah, basically Nash's most significant change is his V-Trigger 2. It's, uh, they're, they're really trying to encourage people to use it, um, and, and I think that we will see it more. I mean, the escape from the corner is obviously a really good tool to have, but... 
I mean, Nash has never been that scary of a character in terms of damage and in terms of, like, all these crazy mix-ups and whatnot. Like, he's got them, but they're kind of like, well, whatever. I don't care. There's a lot scarier stuff out there that I'm used to. And that might change a little bit with this. All in all, though, I don't see him really climbing the tier list. I think he'll be in that, again, that viable, but you kind of have to work for it tier. Um, and, and I wish just... That's... I wish everybody was in that tier. If that was where everybody was, then it would be like closer closer to a perfect game. Um, but he's there. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, but yeah, more V Trigger Two is what I would expect. Oh, one other thing. His um, is it Tragedy Assault, though, where he sucks away some of your uh, some of your meter. That's been that's been changed so that it doesn't leave you as far away, so he can follow up when he hits it. And um, and I think he can combo more, like he can he can get a few more juggles or or a few more moves in before doing it. Um, so they basically buff that a little bit, and I think that that'll help with, um, you know, it's kind of a cool character design to have him stealing away some of your health or some of your uh, of your meter depending on if he does uh, regular or ex. That's a really cool thing that that should be something of the character's you know defining traits, uh, and and so to see them buff that I think is cool too. So. A little bit better significant i don't know but uh but time will tell all right so moving along now we have rashid and in a vacuum i would say that rashid has been nerfed um and i people are probably going to get kind of upset about that because uh there's some people putting him in you know the top three top one uh range here um but i don't think there's a rashid player around who wouldn't take him in season 3.5 over what he is now um, but the thing is why he's better is again, what we've talked about a lot is a lot of the other top tiers got nerfed. Um, but the, the main thing that's happened with them is he's lost 10 damage on both his spinning mixer and his Eagle spike. Uh, and that has a, something of an impact on his combos basically. So, um, now, uh, the, the big thing that he got for buffs. So if you're, if you're trying to figure out what to do with Rashid, like how, how do I play him different? There's not much, but, uh, Eagle spike, um, that actually leaves him, uh, he used to bounce off on hit before and he would, you know, fly away a little bit and now he can get a little bit closer and actually get pretty good Oki, much like the Oki would actually get on the, um, medium punch spinner where he you know, flies up into the air and takes you from halfway around the earth and puts you all the way in the corner. Um, that's pretty much what you're used to. Um, now Eagle spike, you could do a little bit more. Uh, of pushing someone to the corner but again it's not a ball rock scenario where you're at one corner and then you end up on the other um it's just a little easier to push the opponent in because you can uh dash up once uh, and still end up in an okie situation against the opponent um so it's basically they capcom their intention here was to make you actually use different special moves and combos a little bit more often uh use eagle spike here when your opponent's like close to the corner um and kind of go from that point. So uh, you're still going to use medium punch uh, spinning mixer pretty much at any other points on screen. Uh, even though the damage is a little bit less, um, it's just you want that corner carry with Rashid so you can pin people down. Uh, that's what it kind of comes down to. So so there it is. Since these changes came out, um, in regards to the eagle spike, I've heard that it's buffed because it's better when it, when he hits you and that puts him closer but then if you block it he goes further away so it's harder to punish and i've heard the exact opposite yeah, and he's... it's all over the place and i don't know what happens now and i was wondering if you could yeah once and for all settle the same distance i went to training mode and oh so here's actually how to how to do this at home uh, if you're curious about previous versions is uh, you go into training mode that gives you your current season all that kind of stuff then go into trials and do volume one two or three that gives you all your different seasons right there and then you 
you can test out all that stuff. But Eagle Spike on block is negative 20. It's very punishable. Um, but some characters need to take, you know, a micro step forward to punish it properly and do other things. But it's the same punishing as it was before. The only change that happened really with Rashid, and it's the, the patch notes are very confusing here because um, they actually say that he bounces back less on hit, but the initial bounce back where he would hop up into the air does not exist now. So it's a really weird thing, but the, the, the grand takeaway here is that on hit, he ends up closer to the opponent. Um, and then besides that, there's no real changes to it. So more reward for the for the move people were just tossing out there? Yes, but it's also, I mean, again, when you were doing it, you were doing it in spinning. Like, spinning mixer is generally way better for corner carry, uh, and you get the mm-hmm. same Oki off of it. Like, the actual takeaway and benefit for Rashid is pretty minuscule. Like, it's... Um, I, he's really, uh, again, he lost 10 damage on a spinning mixer and Eagle spike. Um, and that's, you know, for both all versions of the attack, except I think EX, um, uh, it's, that is a, that's a much more significant nerf than, than the Oki pressure he got because he got the same Oki pressure basically before. Um, and I was watching Gachikun play Capcom cup winner and I was trying to see like, Hey, is he playing any different? Like, what's he doing? Like, and really the only change I saw, uh, in terms of season four Rashid is like every now and again, now he was working in some more Eagle spike combos basically. And that was it. That was literally the only change. Um, there's one other thing that he did get though, that I saw a few times. I don't think it's going to be a game changer, but that would be in V trigger one um that's where she shoots out the gigantic tornado at you uh and puts you in a really ridiculous mix-up scenario if you hit standing medium kick and it touches a tornado rashid flies forward now about i don't know uh an inch or two um like and that's in game like so you know i guess uh, for the characters themselves it'd be like a good foot or two like it travels forward a good distance um I didn't see him do it a lot, but it, it does add another pressure kind of, you know, mix-up tool for Rashid, which, of course, in, in Tornado, you should be deathly afraid of that anyway. A lot of players will jump right into the Tornado or um, try to block it as soon as possible to get it off screen because that thing is terrifying. But this gives him yet another option in there to kind of mix people up. But again, even Gachakun was just using it sparingly. Um, it's, it's yet one more tool to throw at people, but not going to change much of anything. So... so I personally, uh, with all this said, like I, I have Rashid as as probably a top five character in this game. Uh, I think he was, yeah, I I had him at around top eight before. Um, I still, I think he was really damn good. He was one of the most popular characters in the Capcom Pro Tour. Um, it, it just to the point where all of us are so sick of seeing this character. Um, I, I hate bashing Rashid too much because it's like I get it, I get why people play him, all that kind of stuff. Um, I I know people have put him in the top three or potentially top one. I'm not buying that. He's just a very good all around character with very few weaknesses. Um, and he got a little bit worse. Um, but again, the big benefit for him, as we've said a minute, million times on this pod, is that everyone else around him got much worse than he did. Yeah, and I think just by design, the way that the character, you know, plays and his tools and all of that, I think that he's just one of those characters that's going to remain really solid and strong unless Capcom just does a 180 and gives him just a crazy, you know, amount of nerfs or just like cuts one of his arms off or something. It's it's one of those characters like the, his tool set is just so versatile and the way that he can rush down everything. He's just I think he's one of those characters that's just going to be strong throughout the entirety of Street Fighter V uh, in one way or another. 
It's funny because we went to season three or 3.5 and we're like, oh my gosh, they cut off Rashid's arms and legs. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, no, he's still pretty much the same. Like, he's he he didn't get much worse at all because he was that good. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's crazy uh, how powerful of a character he is. But yep. there it is. I, I just don't like his a lot of his movement. Like, yeah. the way he can wall jump and such. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that wall jumps, uh, they've been in Street Fighter since two. And, and I think that there's a place for them. But the way his works, when you corner the guy you kind of have to guess whether or not he's going to try to go off the wall. or and, and that manifests in either put pressure or stay back and then jump forward to like stop his wall jump. And, uh, and if you guess wrong, guess what? He's out of the corner. And in a game where rushdown is so huge, mm-hmm. his movement already is, is really good. And then his, his escape options for free, uh, it's just... Those, that, it's been very frustrating for me um, in he's, that respect. He's a very frustrating character to play against. I, I mean, just looking at the, the medium punch, like spinning mixer, I knew it had great corner carry, but I was comparing it to Eagle Spike. And I'm like, this thing has insane corner carry. Like, you can be um, like three-fourths of like the, the way away from the corner, and it feels like he'll get you all the way in the corner off of one um, uh, combo. And it, it's just like his lockdown from the corner is insane. Like, he'll sit there throwing tornadoes at you all day long. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't approach him. And then when you get him cornered as you say he escapes not for free but damn like does he have great options to get out of it and it's i really wish that like those two particular things are are something i would alter about the character considering how strong his corner game is like make the corners a bigger deal like make him have to work more to get people in the corner and then also make him not uh, have free escapes out there and that would actually hurt him quite a bit uh and take away some of his big biggest strengths like and make them (laughs) <laughs> maybe not an 11 out of 10, like maybe like a nine out of 10 or an eight out of 10. Like, Hey, you've got to work a little harder to, to get out or into these scenarios. Um, but I, I don't know. It's uh they, they seem to love that character and they, they hit him, but they never really hit him that hard. Um, but I, I don't know. Maybe it's just a, a very difficult character to balance properly. So man, if, uh, if they, if they nerfed his corner crap, <laughs> especially his escapes out of the corner, and uh, and it was very sad and such. I would gladly bought spend like ten dollars on a sympathy card and send it. To <laughs> <man>. <laughs> I, I just I just don't. I feel like you earn it and then and then you haven't earned it and then the, like the reverse is pretty true for him. Yeah. And so, <sighs> anyways, but the, uh, there's also few things sexier in Street Fighter Five than hitting a Rashid player's forward you know uh, dash like V skill. Um, like as you know, just walking up to him, and as he's gonna run at you and do a I hope this works move, and it probably will. You hit him out of it and do a counter hit, and then it, that that's that feels really good because uh, because that character is really dumb. Yeah, I, I think the only thing sexier than that is punishing or baiting and punishing his ex uppercut uh, after he does like a light tornado, like the the one that's not fully mashed. It's just like a lot of Rashid players would spam that and just kind of you know get you when you're you think you can punish him and all of that and get a free exdp and and. Baiting a Rashid player who's wild to do that and then getting a huge crush counter combo, that is uh, one of the best feelings uh, in that game, I think. <laughs> yeah, next week's podcast, the sexiest things yeah, to do in Street Fighter 5. Top 10 sexiest things in Street Fighter 5. Sorry about that, Rashid players out there, because we've actually spent more time bashing the character and saying how much we hate him than, you know, exploring this stuff. I just, that's reality here. Uh, we see this character a lot. We play against him a lot. 
uh, I don't think that sentiment is uh, exclusive to us either. Uh, if you play Rashid, you're going to get quite a bit of hate for playing him. Um, he's just a very common uh, character who does a lot of stuff people don't like. Um, and there's characters who are more hated than him, but uh, that's just kind of reality. But but I don't remember who they are. <laughs> yeah, and, and just to counterbalance a little bit too, I, I don't hate that character as much as uh, the two Johns do. I, I used to play him for a little bit. Um, that's probably why, but I don't struggle with him as much um even though i probably should i I just i i see why he's a problem but i don't really hate him as much he's just kind of there for me um kind of thing so uh if if there's any um you know solace you can take in that please do all right we better move along here and get into ryu uh john you've got him what are you seeing so far with this guy Okay, so I think that the most significant change is what Capcom did to his zoning abilities. Uh, Ryu's heavy fireball now comes out much, or, or no, I'm sorry, is now a faster moving projectile. And if you've ever played Street Fighter 2, especially with Ryu, Sagat, um, Guile, the zoning in that game, I mean, that game was all fireballs and uppercuts for the most part. Like, that was the thing. And and a big part of setting up the minefield uh, is is sending different speed projectiles. We've seen how powerful that is with Guile um, in previous um, seasons of this game, right? Now, Ryu doesn't have Guile, you know, season two or three level control with his projectiles, but they're significantly better now, and they recover two frames faster. And you go, well, two frames, that's two sixtieths of a second. That might be something I subconsciously see or that... I, if I've done my homework and scientifically analyzed everything, I'll know that I can, you know, do something that I couldn't do before or vice versa. It's like, no, that's something that you experience. Like the, well, I, I, I experienced the very first time I ran into a Ryu in season four, tried to jump over a fireball. I felt those two frames because that, that recovery is a pretty significant thing. You're getting DP'd a little bit more. Um, and, uh, and, and so he can control the space. Uh, significantly better now with his V trigger, or I'm sorry, with his um, with his fireball game. His he, they also tried to boost up his V trigger too a little bit. I don't know. It still feels like it's it's it was it's been good. Like it does a ton of damage, and it's something that you have to respect as a counter. But it's still a counter, so I don't know if it's really worth going to that over V trigger one. Um, but yeah, so his zoning is what's significantly better, and it, and it is considerably better, like worth noting. But the question is, in a game where zoning isn't the main thing, unless it's really, really, really good, and I don't think it's really, really, really good, I think it's just really good, um, will that matter? I think that it for sure takes him from a character that was among the bottom of the barrel and puts him in at least mid-tier, which, like we've said before, Capcom needed to do with this character being their poster boy, being the face of Street Fighter, being the character that most players are going to pick um, you know, when they're first starting out. You want that character to be somewhat you know, halfway decent at the very worst, and he wasn't. So I think Capcom has checked that box. I don't know that he'll be in the top tier, and I don't think there's necessarily a reason to pick him over Akuma yet when you talk about all the different Shotos in the game. Uh, so so there's that, and I think time will tell on that front. But he has been significantly buffed, especially in the way of zoning. Outside of that, he's also got a, uh, a better standing medium kick, where I think it is it is it that it does more damage or that it's faster? Let me see real quick here. Uh, damage increase from 60 to 70, so a little bit of space control when you're up into his face. Um, but uh, the the adjustments to his donkey kick, the Jodan Sok- Sokuto, I think is how you say it, Jerry, 
uh, we're just going to call it donkey kick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's It's got faster startup. And, um, and some of them, I think like the medium goes a little bit further. And what that means is he can convert it into, uh, and cancel it and, and end combos with it more. And that's tacking on a little more damage, a little more reward for when he actually gets the hit. So that gives him something up close as well. And so they have helped him from a couple of different angles. And if you've read or followed, you know, the, the Street Fighter community, read Event Hubs, you know that this character has really been lacking in a lot of ways to a laughable or meme-worthy level. And so they've been helping on a, a couple of different fronts here. Uh, outside of the uh, the donkey kick and the zoning, um, I, I don't know, not a ton more. He's got, like, the basic changes, like, with his, with his crush counters and such. Uh, crouching medium kick is plus two on on hit, so uh, I think that that means he can convert a little bit better with it. Yeah, he can convert so, into fireball from further out now, which is nice. Yeah, it's a, it's a, a little more consistent yeah. with that traditional Ryu bread and butter of you know poking and then and then fireball. So better for sure, better in such a significant way that's going to make him tournament viable. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. But definitely a win for Capcom in that they brought the character that needs to come up up to a to a respectable level. Yeah, um, I'll I'll jump in and I'll, I do think he's actually tournament viable now. Um, I just don't think he's top tier as you say. Um, and you mentioned why over Akuma? Like why why you know I'm seeing both these characters on the character select screen. Like why do I go after Ryu? I think the simple answer is that his fireball game, I actually think, is very good now. It's something. Oh, uh, yeah, it also pushes back further on block. Yeah, I'm sorry, yeah that's a, that's a big one too. Yeah, that yeah. that's really the where he has has jumped ahead of the field, um, where he's one of the few mid range control characters who exist in the game. You know, Akuma's got some of those tools, but they're they're not what Ryu has. And I think that again, I I ran across a number of Ryu players now, and before it was, I'm sorry to say, it felt very much like free wins. And now I go into a, a Ryu player match, and I'm like, okay, this guy doesn't have to make every read correct and play perfectly to have a chance at winning. You know, it's it, he's in there. He's able to do quite a bit. Um, he has better Oki now off of his EX Hurricane. Um, he just feels like he went from a character who had giant gaping holes in almost every aspect of his game overall um, to basically having none of those giant gaping holes. I'm sure he still has problems. I know for a fact he does. He's not that great of a character, but... I personally have him right like smack dab uh, right in the middle. And I think due to his popularity and due to the fact that there's not a lot of mid-range zoning characters in Street Fighter V, I think you're going to see him at the tournament level quite a bit more often now. Um, I don't think he's going to be winning a bunch of tournaments. Uh, I don't think he has that strong of ability, but I do think that you're going to see quite a few people placing with him and doing quite well. Um he just has better combos. He's just, again, he's just better all around. Like, I, I don't know if there's a single, like, overall aspect of the game, uh, you know, that Ryu plays that that he's not a little bit better at, at the very worst. Uh, and in some cases, quite a bit better. Um, again, I really do fear his fireball game now. Um, he has good lockdown pressure from that. Um, again, you, you mentioned it as well. You feel those extra two frames of recovery being faster because it's that much harder to jump in on him. And I think once Ryu players kind of, understand his new power and what he can do as a character um and, and start adjusting to him that way because damn i mean before it was like you were driving like the worst car in town and like you you tried to you know speed up to 45 miles per hour and your wheel fell off you know i mean <laughs> <laughs> and now it's like okay well my i don't have to worry about my tire falling off now like what can i do with this and 
So as as you see people unpack what the character has now, I think you're going to see a lot more from him overall. Uh, I just think there's a lot of PTSD from from what he was before. It will, and and a, I think a good way of articulating it is that he's gone from a character where you kind of laugh at what he has to now you go, okay, so he has this, and uh, if you're going to say something negative, it's that there are other characters that do it better. But it's not that this is hilariously bad, and we don't even have to compare it to other characters because it's just so bad in and of itself that it's that that we can make fun of it and and just be, you know be demoralized about it. Now it's at, at the very least he's like, well, he has a halfway decent zoning game. Maybe it's not as good as you know Guile, but but it's there. And I think that that zoning game that he has now is fun, especially with that pushback on block where. If someone blocks a, a, a Hadouken, that's significant, you know, because mm-hmm. like, they're moving backwards a little bit and they have to deal with that. And then you can change things up. You could actually play a zoning game. Now, if your reward is just an uppercut and, and you know, you go straight back into zoning, I don't know if that's really going to win much in Street Fighter V. Uh, but if it converts into, like, some good rushdown or something, then, then you have an argument for a pretty strong character. So... I'm excited to see, but I am happy with these changes for him. Um, I don't necessarily want to see season one Ryu come back where he's just like silly and dominating, but um, but it definitely was hit way too hard and has nerfed some season two that he's been feeling ever since. Yeah, and, and I think the big takeaway here as well, even if, if the character doesn't, you know, jump super high on the tier list and start winning all the tournaments and everything, I think the big significant thing here that we should realize is that it's it's great to see that Capcom finally wrapped their head around what to do with this character. I think that's such a great sign for the game and just the way that they're designing things and moving forward. And at the very least, um, it could be a good sign of kind of what's to come for the character. Now they're understanding this is kind of what we need to do for this character. This is where we need to make him better and how. And now this is a little bit more of a testing ground of like, hey, maybe 4.5 comes around and now they kind of put him over the edge of like, now he's kind of in top 10 or something. Now he's a real contender. So at the very worst, it's like, now we can see that Capcom has the mindset of like, this is where we need to go with this character. And they're starting to move in that direction, which I'm sure every Ryu player who has been playing him over the past couple of years uh, are pretty happy about. All right, moving on now, we have Sagat. Uh, John, what are you thinking about this other zoning character in the game? Yeah, so, okay, well, his tiger shots and such don't have as much um, pushback as on block as, as Ryu's. But he, he does have uh, an even better zoning game than he did by a little bit. Sagat got a little bit in a lot of different areas. Um, his movement, like, for instance, his forward dash is one frame faster. And it's still really slow at 20 frames, but eh, one frame faster. What that's probably going to translate to is there's like one, maybe two different situations where you can use this to either time something or to set something up or to you know gain ground where you couldn't before. Um, so it's not going to give him this like overwhelming new tool, but maybe something where you can use stuff in like specific instances. And that kind of goes for a lot of things, like where his crouching heavy punch is uh, one frame faster in startup. And, uh, but it also doesn't push back as far on hit. And, um, and, and so it's like maybe there's a situation there now where, where that helps out and gives him an opportunity. But it's not going to just be this like brain dead overarching thing that's like, oh, now Sagat gets to do this for free all the time and, and spam XYZ, you know, movement or, or, or attack or anything like that. Um, but yeah, I think that the main thing that they, they changed was his, his ability to zone with his, um, with his tiger shots. They're not, they don't blow back as far on like when they, they hit midair. Um, and they have a like 
better better hurt boxes and or I'm sorry, better hit boxes because fireballs don't traditionally have hurt boxes. <laughs> um, and uh, light and medium are are slower, so he can use those to, like I said, with Ryu, play that zoning game where you can you know send out something fast, but then create traps. If you played again like Sagat from um, ST, where he was one of the absolute best characters, soft banned in Japan status, mm-hmm. you know you can really manipulate people and use your fireballs in that game to uh to like trap people where it's like okay i've sent a fast one and i'm sending fast ones and those like especially after certain knockdowns that creates like meaty setups where you actually can't do anything because of the fireballs and then throw a slow one and if they're expecting a fast one you get to use that to like either you know readjust your your distance away or the point is you can use them they're they're very um they have a lot of utility and i think that's very important and so that's going to make the character even more fun um, and then up close, like I said, a few little tweaks where he's going to be at, uh, uh, you know, some better situations. But I think maybe the biggest one is a standing light punch. Uh, it used to whiff over most all characters when they were crouching, and it doesn't do that anymore. And it's plus four. So what that means is that when he's next to you, if he's doing standing light punch, he's got you in a plus four situation on block, and you can't crouch it, and... Um, Sagat in your, in your face is somewhat scary because if he does land a counter hit into like, you know, a DP, that's gonna, that's gonna be painful. And so, like I say, they've made him a little bit better from far away, a little bit better from up close and meh to the, to the sense of like one to, I guess his backdash is four frames faster. So that's, that's nice. Um, but it's also now it went from 28 to 24. So it's like, he's still the character that he was. Um, he's a little bit better. Uh, John, let me let me ask you real quick. How is standing light punch for defense? Because that's his four frame normal, um, and you know that being able to use it for you know defensive purposes, like plus four on block, as you say, plus five on hit. Um, uh, how does that work out for him? Sure, I mean uh, you can use that because if you think about the characters that are really big, there we've talked about it with Abigail before that they actually have a very good reach. Um, and so, I mean, that's going to control that space right out in front of him with a four frame move like that. That's, that's nice to have. Um, so, so, I mean, you can use it as something of a check. There are other things, you know, like, like using his, um, his tiger knees and such to occupy the space in front of him to, to scare people space correctly or or is, is also a good, you know, um, good for people that are trying to, to advance too quickly and such. Um, I haven't really delved into the character myself in season four. This is just more of a, of research and, and watching other footage and such. Uh, and then, you know, a big question that people are going to ask is like, is it going to be good enough for Bonchan? Maybe, uh, mm-hmm. there are so many variables here in terms of the better characters getting worse. We've talked about how both Nash and Karen are better and those are Bonchan's like main characters. And so I'd like to see him, uh, everyone would like to see him play Sagat. I really don't know if it's going to be enough to make him want to play this character. Maybe as a pocket, I'm not sure. But it would be really sad to see, you know, Sagat finally coming out and just not being good enough to hang. Um, So it comes down to a question of, was it that he was just barely on the brink and this has just given him that little bit of oomph over the over the edge, you know, to to make him into a character that people are that they feel is worth playing. And there's a lot of competition when you're talking about Shoto's, especially because Akuma's around. Um, and 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 you you might want to play Ryu as a as a zoning Shoto now because he's like we just said uh, established as such. But um, I, I think that Sagat's definitely. Definitely, again, in that viable tier, worth messing around with. Will he be 
a character that can win tournaments, I don't know. Uh, I'm not. I wouldn't necessarily put my money on it, but I also wouldn't be surprised if he actually comes out and is is you know decently better because of the uh, the buffs and then the the nerfs to the other characters. Yeah, I I personally feel like Sagat was underrated before, uh, and now he only got better. Um, I I just don't understand why people have been so upset about this character. Kind of, it was initially people thought he was very good, and and then you know uh, season three went on a little bit more, and you know Bon Chan you know didn't stick with them, and a bunch of other people are kind of like, yeah, he's he's all right. Um, Again, he only got better, but as you guys have said many times, like this game is trending more towards zoning. It's not certainly it's not there. This is not a zoning type of Street Fighter game. Uh, you know, a lot of people say it's more Marvel than it is you know traditional Street Fighter. But I I look at this character and I look at the tools he has and I go, he looks good to me. Like I don't see why so many people are upset about where he's at on on you know the tier list. Um, he looks viable. He looks in my opinion, you know, semi-strong. Like, I don't think he's, you know, a weak, like, mid-tier, you know, lower on the mid-tier list. Like, I actually think he's either mid in the mid-tier or high on the mid-tier. Uh, he looks great to me. Like, our great understatement. He looks good. Uh, and I just, I don't understand why more people don't play him. I know Valle has experimented with him. I, I ran many sets with Valle. Um, I know other people have been playing him. Like, I, I'm just a little surprised he hasn't taken off more. Yeah, and... It'll be it'll be interesting. He's definitely better. Um, other characters that were on top are definitely worse. So take that as you will. Um, I just don't know what the the answer to that equation actually ends up coming out to be. Um, but he's he's certainly worth playing. He's certainly worth exploring. And maybe it's a question of like, well, are are there characters that are just able to get around projectiles in general? So it doesn't matter how good your projectiles are. And I don't think that's necessarily the case in this game. Mm-hmm. I think that we've we've. Uh, certainly seen zoning as like not the way to go in the past for for street fighter 5 uh but maybe a little bit better now and and if that's the case maybe that that further buffs sagat into a, a more viable position makes sense all right steven uh what do you have for sakura all right so for sakura i actually reached out to our good friend alex myers who is a uh, big time Sakura lover. He uh, wasn't playing her too much last season because uh, she wasn't all that great. But she got a very important change uh, in season four. Um, basically, now her crouching medium kick uh, can be hit confirmed into her DP, uh, which is just really great. Um, that's a change that I was kind of eyeing before, and Alex helped to kind of confirm that for me. Um, so her heavy DP, uh, Shouoken, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, uh, the startup was decreased from 17 frames to 14, uh, and crouching medium kick had its uh, startup uh, decreased as well from 7 frames to 6, frame, or six frames, and uh, now basically that window is lenient, uh, more lenient to get the hit confirmed there. Um, it can combo from max range. Uh, Alex Myers basically said, uh, Sakura's crouching medium kick being hit confirmable is the biggest change in my opinion. She had a hard time getting Oki on the ground, and this definitely helps a lot. Um, so back in the Street Fighter 4 days, uh, the hit confirm into crouching, uh, or crouching medium kick into heavy DP was a big part of her game. Uh, it, it's something that I think a lot of Sakura players felt was kind of absent from the character in Street Fighter 5 when she came around. Um, a lot of players, obviously, you know, your, your character returns, you want to play her kind of like she used to play. Uh, and I think that was one of the, um, a little bit of the shell shock there for that character. It's, uh, you know, that hit confirm was gone. Uh, and basically now that it's back, it's, she has a lot more, uh, opportunity to get Oki on the ground now. 
um, which is just really great. That, that's what she wants to do. Uh, it's a little bit of a, um, you know, it, it's it makes her more dangerous uh, in the neutral game now, uh, which kind of goes along with, you know, whole, the whole thing of Capcom promoting more of the, you know, wanting to play neutral and all of that. Um, and so if you're a soccer player and you want to try to practice this yourself, um, you can go into training mode and then set the dummy to a uh, random block uh, and then hit crouch medium kick from max range-ish and uh, buffer a DP motion. And then every time you see the hit actually land, hit the heavy punch and you'll get the combo there and uh, take some time to get used to. But it's, you know, it's a, it's a good thing to kind of practice there. Um, her medium punch DP also saw a reduction in startup. Uh, it went from 13 frames to 9 frames, uh, and they decreased the blowback on the hit. So uh, that move actually becomes a little bit better of an anti-air option, I think, from further out. Uh, and with the reduced blowback, now she gets, uh, again, more opportunity for Oki, uh, which is just a really good thing for her to have. She's, um, you know, her being a rushdown character and all of that stuff. Um, and that kind of goes hand in hand with another change that she got, which uh, Alex Myers gave me a little bit of an honorable mention here. Uh, her fireball game just kind of got better overall. Uh, fireballs went from 17 frame startup to 15 frames. Uh, and so she kind of has a pretty decent fireball game now, which is, is pretty great. Um, you know, now it's, you know, he, he mentioned that, you know, it's, uh, you still kind of have to be careful throwing the fireballs because there's, um, characters that can still kind of blow through them with you know v skills and you know fireball invincible moves and all of that but if you kind of put those things in tandem and you know use the new uppercuts and all of that stuff and and the um you know hit confirm into uh crouching medium kick heavy punch tp she's a little bit more of a threat now on the ground which is just uh it's just a good thing to see for her you know she has been a character that people have scoffed at um in her first run here through season three and then right at the end uh, we had Flaquito take her into top eight of the last chance qualifier at Capcom Cup. Something I, I think that that's been the strongest performance for for a Sakura and a, a, especially in a, an event of that magnitude. Because last chance qualifier, like the, that, there were a lot of really good players in that, and for him to get that far with her is significant. So I've always felt like Sakura appeared to have a lot of good tools or appeared to have a lot of things going for her, had the potential, and maybe just didn't have the necessary threads to tie that potential, you know, tie those tie those strings together and make that potential like a reality ever or very consistently. But I think that she probably was one of those characters that just needed a little bit in a few different areas to, like I say, make those connections. And once they were there, she seemed like she was really on the way to being a, a whole character. Her change list is amongst the longest um, for all of the season four characters. And so I have to think that if she was, if she had potential, she's certainly realizing it now. Is is how you know my my two my two minute take on the character. But I really do think that she's going to be up there in a much more significant and viable position than she was previously. You know, I'm, I'm actually really disappointed with both of you guys for not listing Sakura's biggest buff by far. And that's Kami getting nerfed because <laughs> <laughs> now there's actually a reason to play Sakura in this game. And it's like, oh, hey, like here's a you know good rushdown character who does a lot of the, you know similar things Kami does. And hey, you know, I'm not going to play Kami anymore because she's not like, you know, viciously OP basically. And hey, here's Sakura. Uh, go play her. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> yeah, and, and Alex Myers actually added that uh, he believes that she looks to be about mid-tier right now uh, with potential to mm. go up higher. So that's, uh, you know, promising. Yep, another one of those viable characters, which like you you run into them and you don't go ah oh, crap, 
You know, you're like, okay, mm-hmm. hey, here's a, I'm going to play this soccer player right now. We'll see how things go. But it's not like, crap, now I have to worry about XYZ move or XYZ, you know, thing. Right. And, 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 and yeah, so, so good look there. Yeah, I, I watched a good bit of Myers playing one day on his Twitch channel, uh, just trying to get a feel for the character. And she's really vicious when she gets up on you. Um, her pressure is very strong. Um, she's got some really interesting stuff like a jump medium punch and then her um, hurricane kick, EX hurricane kick, like for anti-air, it does massive damage, like really massive damage. And and she can lock people down pretty well in the corner. Um, she seems to have a little bit of the evil or Ryu disease where she has some trouble getting in. Um, and, um, but she's got a wicked whiff punish game where, uh, I think she's among one of the best whiff punishing characters, uh, in the entire game. It's just, uh, that's kind of where her neutrals like are, uh, normals, I should say in, in neutral kind of fall on their face that you can't poke so much with them. Um, but they're very good at, you know, uh, blowing someone up if they're overly aggressive and trying to keep her out basically. Right. And the, the hit confirm also just kind of puts things over the top for her, I feel like. It's just a great, um, you know, it's something familiar that Sakura players are used to and, and were, you know, kind of looking forward to in this game that they didn't really have before. And now it, it, it creates more opportunities for her to start that up close game. She can get the DP, go in and then kind of pressure you from there, which is just, you know, it, it's just something that I think that they're really going to enjoy. And so far they are. Yeah, yeah, it's a she's vicious when she's in on you. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've just watched Myers piece out so many players where he got that one opening and he's hanging back and with punish range right around sweep range or you know where a stand uh, light kick will go in for is still a great button for this character. Um, and he gets that one opening and he's like, okay, uh, you're dead. <laughs> and pretty much that's what kind of follows through after that. If she gets that one opening and capitalize, uh, her combo is going on when she's forever, and then she can yeah. tack on critical yeah. art at the end. But yeah, it really does come mm-hmm. down to she fights to get close to you. When she does, she pushes you to the corner. You have maybe a mix-up then. And if she hits you again, uh, that's combo into critical art and you're dead. A lot of soccer rounds go that way. So maybe a little bit of a sleeper. We'll see how high she gets. But I, I think that there's it wouldn't be wrong to expect some pretty good things out of this character going into 2019. All right, Steven, next up we have Urian. What do you got for him? Yeah, so Urian, uh, probably the most... Um... The, the main change that I kind of noticed with this character was uh, made to one of his command normals, the Coral Kick, which is a down forward heavy kick. It's that one where he, you know, kind of steps forward and, and kind of pushes his leg towards you and kind of kicks you away. Um, that move... And just to, to refresh people's memory, if you played Third Strike mm-hmm. at all, you saw that like a hundred times after V-Trigger uh, came. Our V-Trigger, my goodness. Oh, wow. suit <laughs> <laughs> The Aegis, yeah, super art, critical mm-hmm. art. Yeah, it came out, so there you go. Yeah, and then you never saw it in Street Fighter Five. <laughs> Once Street Fighter yes. Five came around, it, it kind of disappeared. Um, that move previously uh, used to crush counter, and what it did was it, it kind of threw the opponent back and into a juggle state kind of thing, and uh, you're usually trying to hit that from max distance and all of that. It wasn't really an up-close kind of normal that you want to throw out there because you'd get punished and stuff like that, and um, it, it, it had its uses, but it was pretty rare. I mean, at that range, you're probably going to try to hit standing heavy punch instead, you know, maybe get a crush counter, go in and kind of do that. So it, it didn't really have too much use there. Um, but what they did was they, they gave it one more active frame. So they, it went from three to four frames. Um, they reduced the recovery by a frame. So from 19 frames down to 18, uh, and the advantage on hit, uh, went from plus three to plus four. So now you can actually combo into a jab from there, uh, which Urian gets some good stuff off of his jab. He can do a target combo, uh, into a special move. He can get, you know, tackles, things like that. Um, but it gets more interesting when you use it as a, 
a meaty button on the opponent's wake up because you can make it safer. You can make it uh, more plus on hit, especially when counter hit comes into play. Uh, and if you're crafty enough with it, you can actually um, get some pretty devastating stuff in the corner. You can combo into crouching heavy punch with it if you if you hit it right. It, it, it's got to be set up properly, um, but it's just something that got more utility overall. Um, it's, it's like minus four on block. So it's, you know, it's, it's pretty darn safe, especially if you hit it from further out, which is probably what you're going to be doing. Um, and if it, uh, hits a counter hit, you can get a crouching medium punch, uh, from a certain range away, uh, which again, it's pretty much further out. You're going to get a crouching medium punch. You can go into an EX headbutt from there. Uh, it's, it's just kind of taking away the crush counter, uh, trait of it made it so that you can kind of put it into different scenarios now where it actually becomes something that you might want to use a bit more again before it was it was cool I, I think i would use it here and there just to kind of poke and you know throw it out from max range i wasn't going to get punished for it you know it, it kind of you would use it but it just wasn't one of the tools that you're in really wanted to put into play all that often uh, now, I, I think that actually it might come into play a bit more, and, and I actually like it. I think that meaty setup is, is pretty cool, and, you know, doing it like that or, you know, just kind of getting a counter hit from a little bit further out and get a confirm, and there you go. So it just kind of brings another tool into the fold for this character, which he's already pretty, you know, pretty equipped with stuff, and giving him something else is just kind of a nice touch. All right, and then we have no other thoughts on Urian because everyone's like, oh, Urian. His heavy punch great. is still stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's a thing that I don't like. <laughs> yeah, Urian plays uh, the very classic Street Fighter V game where he does a lot of jump dash mix-ups. Um, he, does, he plays a lot of Street Fighter V type stuff. And, uh, yeah, that you, you can hear the, the rousing silencer from us at a... Yeah, okay, that's that's good enough. Anyway, so moving right along, we have Vega. Um, I don't have great news for Vega because, I, okay, so first off, I, I go in and look at his change list, right? And there's quite a bit there. Um, not the not the most, but there's there's a lot to, you know, initially look excited about. And so I went and watched a lot of Vega footage. Uh, this is a character I played actively in Season 1. Uh, they nerfed him into the ground in Season 2. Uh, was very disappointed with him pretty much after that point. Um, he's been among the worst characters in the game. That has not changed. Uh, and unfortunately, it's probably not going to change here. But he did get some quality of life buffs that will make things better for him. Uh, but I don't have a lot of great news beyond that, unfortunately. But what that is, is... Um, now his sweep, they've eased the juggle count with that. And it's the buff I saw Vega players using the most, um, so I'm going with it here in number one. And enables him to land some combos he simply could not before, because his sweep travels such a good distance, it lets him convert where he could not. And sometimes, you know, the, the opponent flies out really far, and it's like, hey, I've got a sweep here, or I don't have EX meter, or I don't want to spend EX meter, I can follow up with a sweep. Um, and that it's actually pretty good. Like, I, I looked at it top to bottom, and I am seeing Vega, Vega players consistently incorporate into this into the match. Um, usually a couple times around, which is really good, when you have a buff that you're actually able to use several times in a round that's a big deal um so unfortunately i was hoping that it would do more for him and really kind of put him out of where he was at but it's he's just eking out more damage basically he, he's getting more juggle opportunities and and that unfortunately does not really equate to it being a big deal so it's it's good. It's it's what he needs more of. But yeah, uh, the other thing that he got that's very nice is EX Crimson Terror. That's where he does his you know flip roll at you. Basically, uh, goes about halfway across the screen. 
Um, what they've actually done is they, they've made that a new move or at least like half of one. He does the old animation at first and then he kind of pops you up into the air where you can get a juggle afterwards, which coincides with the sweep, which is good. Um, but you can also do um, his EX uh, flying wall dive um, or you can do like a jump up uh, light kick um, to get kind of like an Oki-ish reset scenario um, where he ends up in a decent spot. That feels like more of a shenanigan than anything else, but it's there. Um, so it, it essentially, again, gives him more damage, another opportunity to get more stuff off of that and that's unfortunately kind of the major uh, major stuff i should say with vega i was looking through and i'm like oh he can cancel off of you know crouching you know medium punch uh with his claw and he can you know do a, a switch claw uh which you know he changes stance and you know he can get some combos and stuff off of that and, and same thing with you know stand medium punch and i was all excited about that and hoping that it would make a big difference for the character and then i went and watched footage and it comes down to you can do that, but why would you do that when you can cancel off of stand heavy punch with claw? It's a much better thing. You get way better combos off of it. So I saw people do it a little bit, um, but just not very often. And it was just, it came down to you can do it. It's there, but it's not really going to benefit you. And I was very disappointed with that. Um, the one exception I did see to this is crouch heavy punch with claw on. Um, you can definitely switch cancel that. Um, and and there are ways to basically maintain pressure with that that you could not before do. And that gives them a little bit of a boost. Um it's just not much of one, unfortunately. And, and it, it that's kind of what it came down to with Vegas Changes. I saw a bunch of things on here. I was really excited to test them all out and, and see where it would lead me with the character. And a bunch of them just fell flat. And that's kind of the story here of Vega in Street Fighter V. They change a bunch of things about the character. You get excited about him. And the realities are not that much to be excited about he's got a claw bro <laughs> yeah that, that whole thing is is kind of unfortunate to hear because when i saw the the change to the ex role where it has a follow-up and you can juggle and he gets better oki situations that looked really promising and i i think we even did a story not too long after uh season four dropped where you know we're seeing vega uh players share clips on twitter and things like that where they're showing all of these devastating combos and these setups and situations and that looked like it really opened up the character because you know or the, or the you know it opened up the playing field for the character because it it just gives him a lot more options there it felt like so i'm kind of you know i'm a little bit wondering about that there if that's not really uh i mean based on what you're saying it seems like it's not a huge thing but i'm kind of uh kind of bummed out about that i was hoping that would be uh you know i was hoping that would blow the doors off of it for for vega and, I mean, Vega actually has some killer juggles that he got in Season 3, um, and I think even a couple of them in 2, where, I mean, he'll do some just devastating combos where you look at it and go, okay, that's crazy that he has that and it leads into a mix-up, and he's had all that kind of stuff before. Um, but what happens is he gets jumped in on one time and he's dead. Uh, he has some of the worst anti-air in the entire game. Um, he can anti-air a bit, but it's... I don't know of a character that has worse anti-air normals than him. Um, and and then, you know, he's also a character that kind of controls with the mid-range and with Claw, and that's not really great universally in this game. And someone does a just-do-it move, or they jump at you, and you lose, and so you do a lot of work to kind of get there uh, and, and not have a lot to show for it. And I do want to back up here and say, you know, I want to be very clear about this. I actually think Vega is better than he was in Season 3.5. But he was also one of the worst characters in the entire game back in 3.5. So he's better. Uh, and then, but everyone else also got better around him too. And I 
honestly have him now very, very close to the bottom tier. Uh, I would not be shocked if he's um, among the worst characters in the game still. Uh, I don't want to see that for the character. I like Vega. He's actually one of the most popular characters in Street Fighter. Uh, I know a number of Vega fans. I talked to a number of them at Capcom Cup. That they, they just love the character. Um, very iconic. A very big part of Street Fighter. Um, and and what happens is you run across Vega players who are just dedicated to him, and they will destroy you because he has some great shenanigans. She has some great you know juggle mix-ups, all that kind of stuff. And you will just see them do some some terrifying stuff, and you think the character is pretty good uh, until you realize that they've put in an immense amount of work to get to that point. And it's a lot of character loyalty and just a lot of passion for this guy that's kept him up at this point in time. Uh, and it's just I I man I wish I had better news for Vega players. I used to be one. I understand. Uh, it's just, yeah. I mean, he he he's scary when he gets in those situations on screen. Like, uh, you should be terrified when he's going to juggle you or when he's up close and he's doing his freaking, uh, um, you know, spin claws, uh, like changing stances right in front of your face, and you're eating, you know, a bunch of mix-ups and all that. Like, it gets really scary. But it's just so hard for him to get in those scenarios consistently um, when the opponent, again, has just do it moves or can just jump at him and just blow him up. Um, his defense is very suspect. Um, he just He's just not a very good character. Womp womp. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, I'll just end this on that. There's characters we complain about, but they don't get much of anything, you know, and we know they're very bad and Capcom's like, ah, uh, you know, well, here's nothing. Vega actually does get something like every single year, it seems like, and substantial stuff on paper. And it's like, you think it's going to add up to more than it is. Uh, I do have to shout out Capcom, at least in the fact that they're trying with him. They're not, you know, completely, you know, doing, ah, whoever, you know, we don't care. Uh, it's just, unfortunately, it keeps falling short. It seems like every time out. But we will move on to a character uh, who maybe is a little bit of a different story here, and that is Zangief. John, what are you seeing so far with him? I think that Zangief might have gotten overbuffed. Um, he definitely was in his worst iteration last season, um, but they gave him better footsies, better damage, and more Oki. And, um, I mean, we've, we've felt the wrath of, of Zangief before, especially during um, Street Fighter Four with Snake Eyes and Itazan. And you're giving players like that these kinds of tools. It's like, it's kind of scary. So um, I, I don't know what the, which is the most significant. I'm just going to kind of go down the list. Like, first off, his standing medium punch is uh, it's a little bit slower. It's one frame slower to seven frames, but... If you've seen it in action, it's an amazing, uh, like it's it's got a further hitbox forward and it's active for three frames instead of two now. And and so it's like, it's a really good poke for him to kind of further control that space right in front of him. Um, and then his, uh, his standing medium kick is also a little bit better in terms of like converting and, and, and putting, putting him in a place where he's plus two after he hits on it. And so, and its hitbox is uh, is expanded forward as well. So he's got moves that essentially can can help to lock you down. Which, of course, that's his whole thing is locking you down so that you know you're you're afraid of the SPD, and then he has the SPD mix-ups. Speaking of which, crouching light punch still doesn't combo, but he can do four of them. Or I'm sorry, he can hit you four times when he's up next to you. He can do four of them, and they'll all hit you on hit. Um, he can get three hits and then still go into an SBD off of that. So that means that with his crouching light punch, he's sitting there locking you down for 
three to four hits at a time and you have to deal with um, Zangief pressure in your face, Zangief mix-ups in your face for that entire time, which is very scary. Um, outside of that, like I said, his pile drivers now do more damage. Um, his light one is increased to 200 damage from 180. His medium one is up to 210. Um, and uh, and so it's like the reward for for the, the Zangief traps is better. Um, and the Zangief traps themselves are, are better too. And then also he is able to, uh, his Lariat, not in a combo, but as an anti-air. If he hits with uh, frames 9 to 11, so basically he hits it as, uses it as an anti-air, um, the recovery is, is reduced by 10 frames, allowing him to get Oki afterwards. So when you jump at him, it's not that you're just taking an anti-air and then you're back to it. You're taking an anti-air and now Zangief is in. So... Um, he also is able to <laughs> get this. He's able to flex like with his V skill and then dash out of it. So he basically has kind of like the FADC in terms of like if you're throwing fireballs, he can absorb it and backdash out of it or forward dash, I think. And uh, or no, maybe it's just only backdash. I don't want to. I'm, I'm not sure on forward dash. I don't think so actually. Um, but yeah, he's got more uh, more movement, more ability to move around with that kind of stuff, and then all the aforementioned things. Put that in the hands of a player like Snake or like Itazan, and I'm I'm thinking that this character is going to climb from bottom third of the cast into probably top third. And although grapplers tend to be a little bit polarizing, um, I think that Zangief's going to be a real threat. Maybe not maybe not top five, but I wouldn't be surprised to see him top ten. Yeah, I'm I'm a bit biased against Zangief because of Manat. Um, I have played uh, a number of Zangief players over the years, um, and Monat just pretty much destroys him. I, I think that might be an 8-2 matchup. Or it, it's bad. It was really bad. Um, I don't know so much of what it is now. I've only ran across a handful of Zangief players, and it does seem a little easier for them to approach the character. Um, but that creates, again, an, an extreme bias for me that's kind of hard for me to overcome. Uh, I will also point out that I'm seeing uh, Itazan and Storm Kubo still play Abigail. Um, now, now I'm seeing definitely Itazan play Zangief more uh, than he was previously, which is pretty much not at all, or like in a handful of matchups. He's definitely, you know, going to the character more often, but Storm Kubo uh, appears to be staying with Abigail so far. Uh, so I'm I'm a little more skeptical of Zangief buffs because uh, I keep hearing he's he's so much better, but uh, I'm also, again, have an extreme bias kind of against him because I just, I blow up the character so hard. Um, it's hard for me to wrap my mind around like how much better he is. And now that I've said all that, like the next time I'm on stream, I'm going to lose to like five Zangief players and like cry and stuff like that. <laughs> that's, that's how this stuff works. But that's that's what I'm seeing so far. Well, and, and yeah, and I think that that's a particularly bad match for him. And I'm, and as a grappler, he's going to have those particularly bad zony matches. And that makes sense. And he probably still does lose to Minot, even though he's been buffed and she's been nerfed. Um, one other thing I should say, though, is that the uh, the armor absorption and the gray health that comes out of that is reduced by 50%. So... Um, that's going to work in Zengi's favor, although you can be killed now when your actual health reaches zero, even if you still have gray health. But um, um, that means that like when he's absorbing fireballs and building up that V-gauge, uh, he's only taking half of the gray life. And so I think that's pretty good for him. Um, and if you think about it, a lot of situations where with like that backdash, for instance, where he can, he can enter into his, uh, his flex, his V-skill flex, and then absorb a move... Um, he can absorb your move backdash and then depending on the recovery or if you're still continuing to come at him, get you into like a uh, into like an SBD from there and start his stuff. So if you think about like 
it is on using that. Like, I'm just, I'm really scared. Like, cause you're, you're coming in, you're trying to, you know, keep him out, play footsies, maybe even go in on him. He absorbs something, backdashes out of it. And then you're, you know, following up because you've landed the hit, even though you haven't actually landed the hit cause it's an absorption. Um, and then he's able to like basically use your momentum against you. Uh, it's, it's scary. Like hit into fireball, for instance, you know that he can like backdash the hit. And then as you go into fireball, command grab you and the fireball will just continue going, but go through because it's invincible because the animation, things like that. I think that he's a lot more versatile. And I, I ultimately think that he should have gotten maybe two of these three overall buffs when we're talking about footsies, Oki and damage. Um, but having all three of them, that's pretty scary to me. Hmm. Yeah, it's he's a character that definitely has some more potential now for sure. Um, to be perfectly honest, I can't even remember the last time I ran into a Zangief player online. Um, and even if I did, it probably wasn't that significant because I played Abigail and he beat Zangief pretty bad, I felt. Um, I just, I so rarely see this character uh, in just so many ways. It's like, I, I really hope he's got more juice now. It definitely seems like it, but... I think that's probably a testament to what the character used to be. And, and again, he, he looks promising now with the changes that he's gotten. So I'm, I'm kind of rooting for him. All right, moving along now, we have our final character, and that would be Zeku. Steven, what are you seeing so far? Yeah, so I went into training mode with Zeku, and I wanted to test out some of the, uh, the changes that he's gotten. Um, one of the big things that stood out to me when I was checking out the, uh, the patch notes was old Zeku got some pretty great buffs, I felt. Um, he basically just got better zoning overall, which is something that I feel he needed. Um, now looking around and checking out what the top, uh, Zeku players are doing right now, it doesn't seem like a lot of them are really kind of taking advantage of it. It still seems like it's a lot of, hey, I'm just going to go into young Zeku as soon as I can and kind of do that because that's familiar. That's young Zeku's explosive. It's, it's a great strategy and it's, it's, it's something that I think people are still relying on. Having said that, um, I think that his slash kicks, the Bushin Graham Koku, I believe it's called, uh, it's each kick basically got better on block. Uh, and it's it's it has two different variations to it where it's like it can hit with the projectile portion of it and it can also hit with the physical part of it if you're close enough. And basically across the board, everything got safer and the disadvantage got reduced for him. So things like if the projectile hits on the light kick one, it's like, from minus six to minus three for medium kick it's like minus eight to minus four you know heavy kick minus nine to minus five uh, and that's for the projectile part which again you're going to be kind of you know you're going to be using that mostly for your zoning um and on top of that he got a better uh medium kick uppercut it it has a uh, a better hurt box or uh, sorry hit box uh on the first active frame of it so giving it just uh, a little bit more range on the anti-air portion of it and uh you know makes it a, a better anti-air for like deeper jump-ins and things like that and, and it's easier to combo into uh from like standing light kick which is what the developer notes mentioned um but i think one of the big things too is uh, the heavy kick slash kick, uh, essentially on whiff, it got five less recovery frames. So it went down from uh, 55 to 50, I believe. And to me, that says that when you're throwing out that big kick uh, to try to zone people out from further out, usually a jump in on that means you're eating a full combo, you're getting punished. If the person read it and jumped in, they're going to punish you for it. It's, it had a lot of recovery and stuff like that. But a five frame reduction in the recovery uh, is is just a, a good thing to have. It creates more opportunities for him to to recover and anti air things like that. And and just overall across the board, these slash kicks got better. Um, 
So I, I kind of want to see more Zeku players, uh, you know, mess around with the, the zoning of, of, of old Zeku uh, and maybe use it a little bit more to, you know, frustrate people and, um, you know, just build resources and then kind of go in with young Zeku. Uh, but right now it still feels like it's it's just kind of more of the same for the character. You you watch, you know, top end players, you know, use them like, you know, Momochi and stuff. And it's like, hey, right away I'm going to, you know, transform into uh, into young Zeku and kind of go from there. Um, but I think there's a lot of juice with the with the old Zaku zoning now that you know some improvements that he needed to have made, um, and they they're kind of in there now, and and I really hope to see more of that, and I, I think that's going to make him uh, maybe encourage people to use old Zaku for a little bit more of the match rather than just kind of switching to him for combos and then switching back. When I see people flocking to a character like people are with Zeku right now, that's usually a sign the character is damn good. Um, I, I had a good amount of respect for Zeku before um, Steven was playing him pretty actively for maybe a four or five month period. And uh, I got a lot of practice against him. And But what we're seeing right now is Daigo and Sako are looking at him at the very worst. Um, usually players like that don't give a character like this the time of day. Um, Zeku is very much a character who... it's. He was not really on anyone's radar very heavily, um, but I felt he was uh, underrated even in season three. Um, he's he's a good character, especially young Zeku. Old Zeku, I was not very impressed with, um, but young Zeku, I mean, we saw him win some uh, you know, some decent you know matches and tournament and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I felt he was always very good. Those medium punches are deadly as can be. Um, he, but again, when you see pro level players like they're doing this for a living, when they start flocking to a character, there's that's probably an indicator that that character is going to be at the very worst a threat to be something. And and that's what I'm seeing right now with Seku. Uh, again, like I said, thought he was good before. Uh, he looks to be even better now. Um, where's the cheap stuff? That's where the top players are going. Looks like Zeku's got some cheap stuff. Yeah, and, and I do hope more players kind of jump to this character. He, he's one that has a lot of style to him, and a lot of uh, the, the the ceiling's pretty high to learn him, being that you have to juggle between the two uh, the two stances and things like that. Obviously, a lot of top players just kind of go straight to young Zeku, but there's a lot that you can do when you when you switch between them, and there's a lot of you know adjusting on the fly, and if the conditions call for it, it's it's kind of you know, hey, this character isn't working, let me switch to another one. It's kind of what you do with that character. If, you know, somebody kind of figures out your young Zeku, well, I'm going to go to old Zeku, and now I can zone you out, and now let's hope that you can deal with that. You know, it's kind of a yeah, having that ability to just completely change your play style on the fly. I think that's something that probably a lot of people would love to have. Um, but it, with Zeku, it's something that's definitely prominent, and now, you know, with uh, with old Zeku getting a bit better, I, I hope that we see more of that. Um, and he even got some other improvements of, like, you know, his flip kick in old Zeku form uh, has a better hitbox now. Uh, his crouching medium punch, which which was already good, and crouching medium kick both got some adjustments to the hurtbox that are more in line with the um, animation, uh, which means they were reduced a bit because he goes low to the ground. So it's going to be harder to, like, jump in on him with that or, or hit him. Um, so he just got some sweeping changes there to old Zeku that I think... Uh, again, that I hope is going to really promote playing that character a bit more. All right, guys, that's going to wrap us up for this week of the Event Hopes podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. Uh, it's a, a lot of work here, all of us going through and you know splitting up the characters, trying to get some you know very strong details here to help e people either learn these characters or fight them when they run across them online. Um, so if you enjoyed the podcast, please reach out and let us know. Um, we do appreciate it quite a bit, and that's going to be all for us this week. Cool. Thank you so much, guys, for listening. Really appreciate it. We'll see you next week, guys.